everyone, we're back once again. This is Man Up, the UK men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson. It has been for quite a long while now. And sitting next to me is the guilt-edged Tommy Danqua. Guilty as charged. No, guilt as in gold, guilt-edged. Oh, Not guilt. 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 <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Well, just shows how educated I am, doesn't it? Thank you for exposing me once again, Andy. Is that a guilty great, conscience there? Great podcast this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, how have you been, anyway? I've been well, thank you, mate. I've been very well. How are you? I, I'm I'm great. I, I have to uh, mention we are talking from LCCM, the London College of Creative Media, who have kindly let us use their premises, which is uh, marvellous of them. So big up to them. Big up to them. Yeah. So you've been busy, haven't you? Because you mentioned it briefly last week. Yeah. But there's you've been uh, sorting out a little event that we're going to be doing. We are doing an event, yes. It's our Man Up live event, um, which is at LCCM, London College of Creative <laughs> Creative Media. Media. <laughs> so, and I'm here for you, mate. Well, it was initially called London College of Contemporary Music, and I just can't get that out of my head. Yeah, as can't uh, teach uh, an old dog new tricks. Exactly. Right? So it'll be a great discussion. Guests are still to be confirmed, but you'll be guaranteed to have a good night, and definitely 100% me and Tommy will be there. 100% can't wait. Even if it's just us two talking to ourselves. <laughs> not much different than what we <laughs> it's normally not, it's do, not, is it? It's not, it's not. <laughs> so um, I was going to mention, um, we, we spoke uh, with Mark about um, depression, Mark Rice Oxley about depression. And I was going to mention, uh, I'm going to do a little, a little very quick review here. I, 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 um, I was scanning Netflix for things that I wanted to, you know, watch, a bit, bit bored or whatever. And I thought, oh, I've watched that, I've seen that one. And I saw there's a new um, program out called Living With Yourself. <gasps> oh my God, I'm so glad you've said that. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, well, have, you, have you watched oh, it as well? I literally binged it after work. Oh, did you? Well, don't tell me because I've only watched three episodes, so don't oh, don't give mate. anything away. Go on, no, but for me, it's 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 totally about mental health. It's it's about depression. It's about midlife crisis or whatever. It's about male male mental health, isn't it? Everything about it screams mental health. It, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a scene where he's in the car after. Stuff happens. Yeah, and um, he opens the window, and that sort of the the the, the change, not just the the physical change. You can see it, can't you? Great actor, is it Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd, yeah. I yeah. think he's great. Ant Man. Yeah, so funny. He's so funny. Yeah, he's so good. So, so my my uh, boss seems like both of our top recommendations is to watch that. Mm-hmm. A bit like Ricky Gervais. Afterlife, it's about, you know, a man dealing with their sort of mental demons and um, in a very, very, very unique way. And we're not giving anything away by saying that um, a clone of Paul Rudd, this character, um, appears in some way and he has to, and it's sort of uh, a better version of himself that he has to sort of, you know, deal with basically. And it's uh, it's very clever. Very some demons, right? Very we've, much we've so. We've all been there. We've all been there. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so how's your go- how's your thing going? How's your 24-7-365 good? Is that going well? Yeah, seven followers now. Seven, seven followers, yeah. One. <laughs> oh, it's nice your dad uh, <laughs> follows for the stuff you do. You know you what? Do. It, just really, really, really good. If nothing else, I just feel like I'm 
putting goodness out there and trying to encourage people to put goodness out there. And with, like, you know, I've said it before, with everything on the wheel is just designed with trying to elevate your mental health and try to sort of future-proof you against further, you know, further on down the line, sort of having any attacks or slips or wobbles. So, yeah, I just, I'm just full of gratitude and just happiness right now that I had the idea, that I had the guts to do the idea and that people are actually getting involved in it. So, yeah, really happy. Really to- totally. Happy. Um, do you want to, should we have a quick spin now? Quickly? Are we going to make this a, a, a weekly thing? Well, we why might as well, eh? Why not? So, because we can tell our listeners should to go and it, do should something. Should we get our guests to uh, do it again? We can get our guests. Well, we do have a guest. Um, should we? Yeah, let's get our guest. You could, so our guest, we're not going to tell you who it is yet. Yeah, we'll make the guest of the mystery spin. Okay, so there's the, so Tommy's chart here, um, um, his wheel of fortune of all okay. the different things on the chart. So Andy, just say for the listeners, read out what each one of them so, says. So on the wheel where you can spin round, it, it'll go on either good mind, good riddance, good environment, good fun, good deed or good health. Okay, so whatever that goes on, you have to do that for that day, basically. Something around that. So we're going to get our guest to spin it now. His finger is out. Um, yep. Spinny, spinny, spin. That wasn't much of a spin. A and, spin. And it, no, no, <laughs> it's the worst spin I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm, also, not, I'm not going to lie. I've seen better spins, mate. And it landed on half. Here we go. And spinny, spinny, spin, spin. Good mind. Okay, so what does that mean? So, so good mind. Good for your mind. Good for your mental health, which is quite amazing considering that we are a mental health podcast right so what so what did, what would that involve so, so what that would involve is i would give you a challenge all to do with your mental health so i could ask you to slow down for an hour yeah turn your phone off yeah have an hour to yourself read something good read a nice book yeah. take a hot bath with some candles listen to some music all the things that we know that we talk about all the time that are good for our mental health, meditation, yoga, you know, yeah. I'll ask you to do something. I'll challenge you to do something along those lines. So that would be your good mental health challenge. Great. We well, go. talking of our mystery guest who did the worst spin in history of the... <laughs> That's how they're going to remember him. But he's... We've not got we've not got him on for his spinning ability, have we? We've got him on for, for his free hugs. For his, yeah, he's wearing a t-shirt that says "free hugs," um, which is lovely. We will have a little hug at the end of this because Without I feel doubt. yeah. Um, so his name is Sam Ortil. He's a, an author and a public speaker, and he's written a book called "Anxiety, Curse or Blessing," which personally I because I always say anxiety is the best thing that ever happened to me. So I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that he's think. Well, we will ask him about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of getting the the vibe that he, he, he thinks that anxiety isn't necessarily a curse, and that it's actually something that can be a, a positive in your life. I've got a feeling that I'm going to be sitting in the corner here, just like watching you guys back and forth. The anxiety brothers, it. yeah. Do you want me to be the cameraman? Sam, <laughs> Sam's actually also brought in some recording equipment. He's recording this, so right. you'll actually get to see it live in motion. This is a multimedia experience. It's Absolutely. like so. It's so. It's a three six five mu- multimedia <laughs> experience. I tell you, it's so on vogue. It's almost like the future. We are living in the future. I know. <laughs> anyway, enough wittering. Let's uh, let's uh, let's um, say hello to our guest, Sam. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Hello. Thank you for having me. 
You're welcome. Thank you for coming down. You've travelled all the way down from Swindon, haven't you? Uh, yes. Bless your cotton socks. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no problem. So so um, tell us a little bit about your background, because you, you even though you've come from Swindon, you don't have a, a, a Swindon accent. So. No, that's local. That's a local accent in Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it took me years to develop this perfect Swindonian accent. Uh, no, I was born in Poland uh, 34 years ago, and I moved to... UK uh, about 12 years ago, 2007, if I remember correctly. Um, and yeah, I think I'm more British now than than Polish, to be honest. I just soak up all your culture and, um, you know, the British sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on board. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you find this funny. Yeah, good, yeah. good. So tell us about um, your uh, your history of anxiety. When did it first hit you? Um and what, what happened? Um, I think it started in my second year being in UK. Um, it, it just things happened that you can't understand in the, in the beginning. So it's, uh, for me, it was very physical. Having a high blood pressure and all of a sudden having a panic attack, I didn't know that was panic attack. Just you go, your heart goes crazy, your blood pressure goes crazy, you have a tight chest all of a sudden, and all these all these self-destructive thoughts, you know, and you panic. But I couldn't understand what that was. Um, in the beginning for the first year or two, I thought that potentially I'm having some physical issues with my body, so maybe heart, heart problems or something, something else. Um, the first I started understanding that might be based around what's going on in my head when I had a conversation with my friend, and she said back in the days she had some heart problems based on the sort of nervous side of her personality. So then I started researching that and I went to a psychotherapist and he made me realize that I'm having panic attacks. So that was the first sort of key moment when I understand what was going on. Um, but then I lived with all of that stuff for about eight years, you know, like, like many men or many people um, had no clue what to do about it. I didn't fully understand why it's happening. Um, so like, you know, any respected man would do, I picked up drinking. <laughs> I started I started drinking to help myself. And the problem is when you drink, your anxiety goes away. But when you sober up, it comes back with double the force. So you're digging your hole even deeper and you're piling a second problem on top of what you're already dealing with. So it becomes a, a self-destructive spiral and, and it's really hard to jump out of. <clears throat> What what do you what do you yeah. think what do you think triggered it? Is it something from your past, or do you think it's something to do with moving to a, a new um, country? Uh, it's gonna sound like a bit of a cliche, probably, but I think it's based on how I grew up. Um, because I was always this happy-go-lucky kid. I wanted to get on with everybody. I just wanted everybody to be one big happy family, right? Um, I avoided confrontations. I, I didn't get in a lot of fights, and I think. Because of that, I never learned, when I was growing up, I never learned how to stand up for myself, how to value myself, you know, had low self-esteem and, and lack of confidence. And when all of a sudden you're a grown-up and you're in this in this environment when you actually have to look after yourself and all everything that is happening in your, in your life, um, you know, it, it all becomes a bit too much and, and you don't know how to deal with challenges at work, you don't know how to deal with people maybe trying to use you and, and you 
become a bit of a pushover, you know what I mean? And it's not an easy gig to to admit, but you know, that that's what happened pretty much. So, yeah. It's a, it's it's like a reoc reoccurring theme, isn't yeah. it? So that you know, we don't know how to say no. We try to please everybody. Yes. I think our last guest said the same thing, you know, put that pressure on yourself, say yes to everything. Mm. And it comes to a point where the pressure is too much. Something has to give. And unfortunately, yeah. part of it is our health, you know. And that resonates with, with both of us because we're both, you know, on the surface, very happy-go-lucky men mm. or entertainers. We love the crowd and, and, yeah. and that. But there... There has to be a bit of a payoff at some point because if you, if there's never if there's if there's never an off switch, then yeah. something has got to give. Really, yeah. yeah. Is that what you found? Is that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, overcoming anxiety, for example, uh, from my perspective and what I try to teach people is not focusing on how to overcome your anxiety. It's about trying to figure out what in your life is not working. And it's usually a journey of self-discovery and personal development. So you learn how to stand up for yourself. You learn how to uh, understand and regulate your emotions. Um, things like what you read, what you watch, and you know, people you hang out with has massive influence on who you become and, and how your life looks like. So it becomes of this journey of understanding how all these pieces in your life are not working well and why and what can you do to put them right it's about empowering yourself uh, because many people are stuck with with depression or anxiety um, like myself for eight years i was waiting for somebody who will magically show up and take all my problems away or give me a magic pill i'll take it and everything will be beautiful and i realized um, that only i can actually fix my life and if i want to have a better life it's up to me to take responsibility and empower myself to put all these things in place and, and uh, create a better life that I want. How did you cope for eight years of, uh, I mean, did you go through the usual, um, you know, GP, uh, medication, trying stuff out? What, what was what was eight years? I mean, because I've had panic attacks as well. I mean, I've had proper panic attacks mm. where I've ended up in hospital, you know, and you know, when you really think like you're going to die and your yeah. whole world basically collapses, yeah. isn't it? Caves in. I mean, how did you cope with that? What was... Uh, in many different ways. So uh, it was it was like up and down journey. So in some ways it was better for a few months and I didn't have any panic attacks and then a terrible panic attacks that, for example, I was on the train and I had to just jump out on the next station because I couldn't deal with it and being around people. Um I had a period when I when I uh, took uh, prescription medication, but then again, a lot of people don't realize that even though it makes you a little bit less anxious, there's a lot of side effects. And for example, now I still feel the result of uh, medication. You know, problems with focus and short-term memory, and partially that's that's from that. Um, also, the other bit how I cope was drinking yeah so I thought I was coping right so mm. I was drinking and to the point where I ended up in hospital you know and I was at the end of my wits um that's so that was that was turnaround point for me that's very so quite heavy drinking we're yeah talking yeah about. yeah so how it ended is I've, I've written about about that in my book um I had about four or five days when I drank the amount of alcohol a normal person would probably consume in a month or two months. So 
imagine an alcoholic, for example, an alcoholic wakes up to have another drink to go to sleep because they cannot just cope with their physical side and all that. So it was that bad. It took me four days to four or five days to create an effect. So I was pretty much drinking all the time, mainly vodka. And one day I just woke up and I thought, this this will not end well. If if I won't do something, this will not end well. Um, So I just put myself together and I went to the hospital and told them everything and just, you know, got a hug from 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 uh, from a nurse and started crying like a little baby. But uh, that was uh, that was uh, the start of my turnaround moment. So not easy to 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 basically a try and get yourself out of a anxiety and panic attack um hole as it were but also overcome an alcohol problem as well which is which is a self-medication aside things Mm -hmm. of it so it must have taken a lot of self-motivation to do that i was going to say that because quite often you know you learn this in like mental health first aid courses they call it um dual diagnosis so if you're using Mm-hmm. Quite often, you won't get the help that you need. Did you find that a problem at all? Um, yeah, so as I say, you get to the point where I'll create another problem, and it was, you know, pretty much at the end of my road. Um, what what was a blessing in the sky was this, this the lowest point. So I, I hit the rock bottom, my face first, pretty much. When I went to the hospital, and um, I was hoping that they take me in and give me some. Uh, nice vitamins and, and a nice meal and keep me for three days and pat me on the head and say everything will be fine. But what happened is I, I spent probably seven hours waiting at the A&E um, and they sent me for evaluation to the psych ward. And I never forget this moment when I was walking behind a nurse through the dark corridors. It was it was at night already. It was like a scene from the movie. And I realized if I get, ever get out of the situation, I'll do everything I can to never come back to this because it was so, it was so low. I felt like like a nobody, like really like you know I couldn't go any lower. So then I um, got out of there and sobered up. So when you sober up after heavy drinking, everything comes back, right? And alcohol. Makes you afraid as well when you have a heavy hangover. You're afraid of everything. So all this stuff piled up and it took me probably two weeks to really sober up and get back to my normal self. Mm-hmm. And it was probably that was the moment when I thought um, I just wanted to end everything. Um, and at the time I was seeing this girl. Uh, we lost touch. I think she might have went back to back to Poland. Uh, so I, I don't really know if she's aware of this, but... <laughs> I asked her to come and spend a few days with me, and and she did. If she didn't, I probably wouldn't be here. Um, wow. So so that was heavy, yeah. That was heavy stuff. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I changed the mood, didn't I? I say, no, 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 no. It's so very fa- op- thanks, Sam. Really killed the mood in here, mate. <laughs> well, we're not, no, that's very honest. Uh, I mean, I mean, nice. yeah, really brave as well. So thank you to that friend of yours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's quite a story, and and then so what? Um, so you 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 gave up the alcohol, yeah. Um, and I was going to say because I because I I mean as, as an anxiety sufferer, I I it used to be my my I was never I never had an alcohol problem. Um, I think I think one of the main reasons I've never had an alcohol problem is I'm a complete wuss when it comes to alcohol, and I get the world's worst hangovers. Yeah. 
and I just can't stand it, you know. And so, and for me, but thing is, I do, I love, I, I do like drinking. I like going out, and and for me, it like when I was really bad, going through really bad anxiety and panic attacks, um, drinking. Like if there was a big social situation, like a wedding or a birthday, mm -hmm. or, or where where in you know an old get together, I would knock it back, you know, because that would make me feel relatively normal again, basically, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I can, I can, uh, yeah, that really sort of, you know, that that resonates with me. But so, so you, so you've ditched the alcohol. You've had your lowest point. Yeah. Um, what happened then? How how did you from this low point? How did you get to the to where you are now? What was what would what were the steps you put in? Um, so I can honestly say that I've rearranged probably everything in my life. Everything is completely different. So back then I lived in London. I realized I probably need an environment that would be a bit less manic. So I used to work in distribution, being in a warehouse. Not only London living is very stressful in itself, but when you when you work in a high-paced environment, uh, it's like everything squared, right? So I said I need to take myself out of that. So I found a job in in Swindon. I moved into Swindon, and I started working there. Um, got rid of my TV. Stopped watching news. Stop watching stupid uh, movies and everything like that. Uh, become very conscious about what I read, what I what I watch, what I listen to, who I spend my time with. And initially, I spent a lot of time just going to work and going to the gym. So gym was a big part of that because uh, it not only helps you get rid of all excess energy that you that you might be uh, storing there, but also for me, it's like a meditation. So a lot of people who don't walk, don't go to gym, they think, oh, all these meatheads, they go there to just to get muscle. But really, it helps put everything in your head in order. And the fact that you physically fit is like a secondary gain. So gym was a, was a big part for me. And then looking for role models, for example, uh, everybody know Tony Robbins, uh, Les Brown. Uh, there's an Australian guy called Nick Vujicic without any arms and legs. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of his videos. Exactly, motivational speakers. Mm, yes, and I, and I saw his videos on YouTube, and I thought, this guy has no arms and legs, and he's skating, he's playing football, skydiving, he's got family, beautiful wife and kids, and I'm here sitting, feeling sorry for myself, but my problems are not bigger than his. Hold on, he's playing football with no arms and legs. Yeah. Can How does that work? Sorry, sorry. So he's got he's got he's got like a little two tiny feet. Oh, but sorry. he's got no legs. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. And they. What? I'm just. It was on his question. question. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's I'm just sorry. very good with his head. Let's say. Oh, okay. um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, no. But, but you, I tell you what, everyone, you were thinking that too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just the, the man with yeah. <laughs> direct. Who said it? So I carry on. <laughs> yeah. So you just oh. said what everybody was thinking. Um, so yeah, finding the role models, you know, um, and looking back at this, um, anxiety was really a blessing in the sky. It just like probably there was different signs from life saying sort yourself out, sort yourself out. That was ignoring until you know life hit me in the face and said you have to do something ridiculous now, mm. ridiculously positive, or you're not going to end well. And, you know, that led me to discovering coaching, going into public speaking, meeting a, a lot of amazing people, 
and doing what I do now, which is, if you told me five years, you're going to stand in front of 70 people, top managers from a company, I was saying, stop taking drugs and go home. Yeah. But now it, it happened, right? A book, uh, videos, and all that. It, it's so, amazing. But, but where does that come from, though, from, from, from that low to, to now? Where do you think you, you found that sort of strength from? What was it, you know, it's, 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 it's a remarkable turnaround. Yeah, yeah. You, like you said, when you, yeah, because that's what I was thinking, because obviously you said you walked through, was it, was it literally that point you pinpointed when you were walking down the corridor? Yeah. And you said, if I ever get out of here, you know, I'm going to. I'll make that change. I'll never come back. It was that moment that you. Uh... Yeah, that was the that was the big turnaround moment. But there was a few more sort of um, aha moments. So like seeing yeah. seeing Nick Vujicic, and then reading a book about panic attacks, and there was a line saying a panic attack is an indication that something in your life is not working well. And I've read that book just halfway to this point. I'm like, haha, <laughs> and I never finished it because that's all I needed to know. And as I say, I was looking for role models and that led me to discovering coaching. So I went for a few taster events and then I've, um, uh, I've done my coaching course and I'm a certified life coach now. But um, through that, um, you know, I decided to share my story and, and focus on overcoming anxiety. And probably like every coach, when you start, you think, oh, I'm just going to do this course. And there'll be like 100 people outside my door and they're going to wait for me to coach them. I want to be success coach and I drive Lamborghinis and have a swanky house. Right? <laughs> but only after a while, I realized that's not going to happen. That's not what I really am for. And uh, what do I actually have to offer? Right. So I started talking about something that I actually knew about because I lived it for eight years and I read about it a lot. And I watched a lot of uh, videos and, and um, I went to a lot of events to learn about it. And it worked, you know, and, and this is my journey. You know what I mean? So, Man, What a journey. What a journey. So, so that's what you do now. You, yeah. you, you're you a, a sort of coach and public, yeah. public speaker. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about your book, Anxiety, Curse or Blessing. Explain the title of that and, uh, yeah, your thoughts on, you know, what anxiety is and where it comes from and how it can be a blessing. Okay, so anxiety can be described in a million different ways and probably every different person you ask will have a different answer. But on in, on the basic level is feeling uh, unease, being worried about something. And if you have anxiety disorder, is this feeling of impending doom. Something, is a, something wrong is about to happen almost all the time. Um, why it can be a blessing is because it's basically a sign that something in your life is not working well. And if you're willing to face yourself and ask this question, what actually is not working well, you get the right answer and you can get something positive out of that. And it's not as easy as it sounds because like myself, I had to, I had to admit to myself that, you know, you create a guy who's just pretty much a pushover, a bit of a loser, and everybody walk over you and think everybody's your friend, but actually people just use you. And it's not an easy pill to swallow, but you have to be really honest with yourself if you want to create a better life. So I think this is where a lot of people get stuck because they look for external solution, like pills or somebody come and coaches me and they will give me the answers. But actually, no, you have to go within and ask yourself, you know, what's not working? What do I need to change? How do I want my life to look like? 
and all these questions. So, yeah. And, and my book pretty much describes what we talked about. So the whole journey of where it started to my low point and why I think it's a, it's a, it could be a blessing and not just a curse. So, but, but you don't put it down to, personally, you don't put it down to something that happened in your childhood. I mean, of course, you don't have to talk about mm. your childhood if there's something that happened that you don't want to talk about. But a lot of that comes from... Um, from early on doesn't it yeah yeah so yeah in my my um my case yeah it comes from as i said how how i grew up and you know like my mother for example amazing person but my mother was always a people pleaser as well so i grew up without a father so she spent 24 7 working make sure that we can make the ends meet but also she was not a person who wanted to you know have beef with people and she would she would prefer to get along with everybody. And I think I had that as a role model and, and maybe took it too seriously throughout my upbringing. Um, so, yeah, I think all these little bits, all these little things that happen when you grow up and create your adult self have an influence on if you're going to suffer from anxiety or not. I think, I think it's true uh, about, you know, that you say about people pleasers and, stuff like that it's a, it's a for me it's a fine balance because you know yeah. I, I used to be that sort of person as well you know I like the idea of upsetting anyone I'd yeah. go like a million and, and I'd do things that I didn't want to do absolutely just to yeah. make people sort of happy mm. um but it's it's good to be nice it is good to please people and it's good to be but then you have to but it shouldn't be at the cost of your own mental health should it absolutely that's the key you just nail it you hit the nail on the head. It cannot be at the cost of your own good. So you have to take care of yourself first. And a lot of people, when you say that and think, oh, you're just being selfish. No, it's it's this old saying that you cannot pour from the empty cup. So you have to fill your cup first, make sure that you're good. And then you have something to share with other people, not the other way around. You just go around and make everybody happy to the point where you at your ends with Wits end, sorry. And you know, you jump off the bridge because you know, it's ridiculous. What do you think about the the state of anxiety in the UK? Um, the the sort of epidemic um proportions we're having at the moment. What would you like to see changed? Um obviously you're gonna say more of more of you coaching uh, <laughs> <laughs> In, in as many places as possible. But what would you like to see changed in the UK? Um, what I would like to see is um, people being more open and honest first with themselves and really know what they need to take care of themselves first. Because, you know, we, we chase things. We all want to have a nice house and a nice car, which is absolutely fine. But when it's at the cost of your own mental health or physical health, What's good a house will do to you when you're going to be in a hospital just, you know, dying of something? It's ridiculous. So I'd like people to have a moment to stop and think, you know, I actually need this and not that. I'm spending time with people who are not supportive of me and I should be with those kind of people. What can I do to give back to other people? Is there anybody I can help at this point of my life? So it's a two-way street, you know, you, you, you look for people who can give to you and look for people you can give to as well. So I would like, you know, everybody to stop for a second, actually think what in my life is not working? Why am I anxious and what do I need to change? And then take some actions. 
So, so imagine, okay, like, well, let's, let's create this scenario. Imagine me and Tommy have signed up to your coaching day or whatever. <laughs> just about to say this. Well, yeah. So we've just walked in. Yeah, go on. Feeling pretty anxious. Okay, let's do that. So imagine. <laughs> we both here. We a don't, little role play. Yeah, we don't. We, we don't. Do some role play. We don't. I don't know if you've got a camera here. Let's face the camera <laughs> as well. Well, that's not much of a role play. We're breaking the fourth wall. That's like, you know, right. come on. You know, have you ever done okay. anything? So imagine we've turned up. We're feeling pretty shit. So what, what, how would you, how would you, I mean, I don't, you know, obviously don't do a full session. We've got no, yeah. t- we haven't got time for it. But how would you sort us out? What would you, what would you do? I Top would, tips. I wouldn't sort you out. Oh, okay, good. That's the first thing you need to realize. I cannot sort you out. Only you can. I can only be a partner on your journey, uh, sort of walking next to you to challenge you when you need a challenge, but also, quote unquote, hold your hand when you need the support. So that's the first thing I would I would have you to realize that you, as you say, sort yourself out. You have to do it, not me. And it's it's about empowering the other person, right? So it's not about me to be a guru and charge you ten grand for three months of working with me or whatever. It's about it's like expensive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got that. I've just paid my rent. I thought <laughs> I got ten grand. <laughs> no, that that's not. That, it was just an example. I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Wouldn't that's, that isn't actually his rate, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lot cheaper than that. I, I hear. Five grand a session. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be ridiculous. Okay. So anyway. we, we need to do it ourselves, basically. We yes. And then I would help you examine your life, certain areas of your life, uh, to realize where this anxiety is coming from, right? And help you find the answers and help you create a um, action plan to what you need to do. But at the same time, I wouldn't say that what I do is strictly coaching because coaching uh, in a pure sense is based around asking uh, open questions, right? So it's part of that, but I also like to give people a framework. Okay, your anxiety is not working because this, 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 and that potentially. And all these things that we spoke about, you need to learn how to understand your emotions, how to regulate your emotions, be mindful of what you read and watch and put in your mind, who you spend your time with, do you take care of what you eat, your body, all these little things. Okay, So and, and, and so the clients have got like a homework to do and they've got an action plan sort yeah. of thing. That sounds bloody great. Because let's face it, People are lazy, aren't they? You yeah, know, absolutely. And 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 to have someone, it's a bit like a personal trainer. It's like a mental health personal trainer, isn't it? Yeah. So obviously, w- with you having gone through it, do you find that your clients feel more related? They can relate to you better. Absolutely, and that's the main thing I always say. If you want somebody to help you, find somebody who who has been in a similar situation. So, for example, if you want to create a business and you want to get a business coach, you don't want somebody who just have three PhDs but never created a business, right? You want somebody who went through the real struggle, yeah. will understand the real journey and real challenges, not somebody just who just have the paper. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a bit like us doing this mental health podcast. We've, yeah. been, we've been through a lot of shit in our lives, haven't we? And yeah. come out the other end just about, haven't we? Boom. So, so, <laughs> so that was a, a fist awesome. bump for people that are listening. So, so people that come in, we can we can relate to it. We yeah. can relate to it. I mean, there's certain things I can't relate to. You know, we have the Bane panel. The Bane we panel. Yeah, Bain I was. One. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I was a bit. I felt a bit. You were, were out blacked. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was an. You held your own there, mate. You did well. I was proud of you. I was an. <laughs> I, was, I was an ethnic minority. <laughs> you were. <laughs> you were. <laughs> oh gosh. So um going forward then, what what what's next? Obviously you've got the book, you've got yeah. the coaching business happening now. 
You're on the radio. Like for those of you that don't follow uh, Sam on Instagram or social media pages, he's everywhere. Like <laughs> he's a very busy lad. But what, what's next? What's the goal? Uh, so my goal is, you know, a lot of people talk about opening and sharing uh, your journey and all that. But I, I'm thinking about next step. So I think we started opening. Uh, the conversation about especially mental men's health and I'm thinking about next step I want to be there where people actually say okay it's time for me to get some help and I want to teach people about anxiety how to overcome anxiety how to look after your mental wellness mental well-being mental fitness whatever you want to call it um, that's what I really enjoy and I was always very solution driven I think it comes from my logistic background uh, so in my opinion, opening, make somebody open about their problems. Okay, it's the first step, but what do they do with them now? Like, okay, you open up, now you can go home. And you'll be like, what? <laughs> you'll be like, I told you everything, now what? Now I struggle, I relieved my, my struggle and then I go home and just struggle on my own. So I want to be focusing on the next step, doing, um, working on a first workshop with my friend Natalie Lockyer. Uh, which is going to be in January in Swindon. At the background, I'm working on more um, more videos, more training courses and talks. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I see myself in future. Because yeah, because like I, I guess you're right. Because um, checking in checking in is quite important. You can tell yeah. these people things, and and they're like, yeah, they've done their homework, they do it. But I, I guess sometimes you go off the track a little bit, and you yeah. need to you need to get them. Yeah, yeah. a bit like the mindfulness. And the meditation, you know, they they have the sort of four week, you know, check in yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the beginning, it's very easy to let your mind trick you into old thinking patterns, and you get this negative voice slide back in. So in the beginning, especially, you need some help, uh, somebody who will who will help you pull yourself out of it and and um, reaffirm the new way of thinking about yourself and your life so i think the beginning especially is crucial so we always and we're coming to, near to the end of the podcast now we're about 40 40 minutes in um we always ask our guests um for, for sort of top tips and things like that so can you give us a because you've you've had like years and decades or well at least eight years of reading books and that give us a top tip a good a good book that you think people should read apart from your own one of course <laughs> But feel free to include yeah. that in the list. Yeah, and and also um, a, a, any sort of exercise you think would be quite good. You know, like a listener might be listening to this now, and any sort of thing that you might think, oh, I'm going to give that a little go, like a little, I don't know, uh, a mindfulness thing or a breathing thing or something like that. Are we putting you on the spot there? I can see your eyes flicking yeah. around. I didn't think about the book actually. Ah, oh, dear. Well, you've read. You sound like you've read a, a few, uh, and or or maybe even a post or a person. Or something like that. You men mentioned the no arm and no leg man. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I can't believe I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Nick Vujic actually. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really, I honestly, I'm really not. I'm really not a disabledist. It sounds like I'm a disabledist. Well, I'm not at all. I'm not at all. I'm just, I didn't, can't, I couldn't remember his name. Oh, stop talking. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop anyway, this carry on. His name's Nick. Nick uh, Vujicic. Nick Vujicic. Yeah. He's an Australian guy. Um, so the book, uh, recently read a book about uh, negative habits, overcoming um, addictions and where it all comes from. I can't remember the title. I'm terrible. You see, that's part of, of uh, using 
uh, prescription medication, short-term memory loss. Yes. And, and it's not BS, it's it's a real thing. So that's are, are you saying that, that you're... Are you, uh, I mean, you don't have to tell us again, but are you still on prescription medication? No, no, no. no, no, no. So, you, but you, so you think that has a long-term effect on you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. You mentioned that earlier, didn't you? Because yeah. I... Because, yeah, I took citalopram for a long while, SSRI uh, okay. yeah. thing. Um, what, what, what do you think, Gong? Give us your thoughts. Elaborate a little bit more on that then. Okay, so what I think is there is a place for medication. A lot of people are so anxious that they cannot cope and medication has its place. But I think it's highly overused. And the problem is that if you want to use medication, if you decide to go this way, you should realize that this is temporary support rather than a solution to your problem. Because I've read about people who were stuck for 10, 12 years taking daily dosage four times what I used to use, which means you live in la-la land. You, you know, you're disconnected from reality. It's, it just changes your perception, changes everything. And it doesn't solve the problem because if you take drugs for 10 years, you're not recovering. So I always advise if you can do without, do it without. Or look for um, alternatives. You know, now we have CBD oils, which are great. We have um, amino acids. I use them myself. Uh, you have essential oils and all the other stuff that you can try before you go down the heavy road. You know, using prescription medication. Okay, because this is this is a good t top tip for for listeners that we haven't really discussed. So, uh, this, the, what amino acid uh, would you recommend a, a person with anxiety would, would should take? <laughs> so, what I use is L theanine and because it's, it's 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 derivative from i think from tea plants if i'm not mistaken yeah. uh so it's not something that's created chemically it's yeah. a natural source so there are no side effects yeah but when you take it you don't feel like you're completely somebody else or you have a different perception it just gives you this little edge Right. So, for example, imagine drinking a coffee in the morning and sometimes it's just too strong and you feel a bit a bit too sort of, ugh. Yeah. So when you drink coffee and take L-theanine, it takes this edge off. So you have oh. a bit smoother, right? So I take that every day. L-theanine, okay. Yeah. We'll have a look at that. And and CBD oil, you'd yeah. recommend that? CBD yeah. oils, yeah. Yeah, in, a, in a, any particular... Because I've taken CBD. I haven't mentioned that before. I've taken no, CBD. Actually, funny enough, you actually, we've <laughs> got like, one of our future guests actually is... Involved in the oh, yes. CBD oil company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a growing market now, and CBD is... I see what he did there, growing yeah. market. Yeah, <laughs> 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 go on, carry on. <laughs> but it's true, like, back in the days, it was because it comes from, from obviously, from uh, hemp plants and all that. So he's like, ooh, you're going to get high, but no. Um, so CBD is a growing, but not only around anxieties, it's used in screen products, it's used uh, in all the beauty products and all that stuff. But it makes, you, it makes you a bit less anxious. It helps you calm down without feeling a big influence um, on your person, per se. So it just, it, it, it kind of works, it's in a stealth mode, I would say. So it makes you a bit less anxious, but at the same time, you don't feel like you're, you're somebody else, you know what I mean? Like like prescription medication, it just completely changes you. It's, it's, it's funny with the old, yeah, well, will we talk about CBD in the future, mm. yeah, because it has, yeah, there's a, it's a minefield. We definitely yeah. stick it, don't we? Absolutely. Cause I mean, <laughs> still, because I'm, I'm not very like, well educated on it, but I, I see now even like, some of the like you know elite athletes uh, sort yeah. of endorsing it and using it you know i think i follow some 
uh, Charlie Edwards, who's like a, a former world champion. Yeah. Yeah. Boxer, flyweight boxer, and he is endorsed by a company. So yeah. So Sam, how do how do people uh, stay in touch with you and follow you, and um, you know, generally sort of you know, uh, be website, Instagram yes. handle, links. <laughs> That's what. So he's much better at that than me. Sometimes we sometimes yeah. we've become like this. Uh, we're one brain now. When one person sort of lacks a bit, the other one sort of goes in. Yeah. And that was obviously my little. I I need some L theum theanin to sort me out. Or to anyway, yes. Um, so first of all, if somebody's interested to read my book, I don't really make any money out of it. That's not a point. So you can oh, wow. download it from my website as PDF, which is samortel.com. Or if you prefer, a Kindle version is available from Amazon for 99 pence, only because that's the lowest price. Um, Amazing. So, yeah. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Sam Ortel. Couldn't be any simpler. <laughs> yep. And that's also spelled A, sorry, A. -R no, no, A. O, O, R. O, R, Y, T, L. No, T, Y, L. Ah, Andy's right. <laughs> For fuck's sake. O, R, T, Y, L. Yeah. <laughs> Polish right. surnames, eh? <laughs> Listen, man, you were there for me, and I was, yeah, <laughs> I was there. A good synergy going. Synergy. <laughs> that was another fist bump for the listeners at home. Oh, okay. Um, right. So I think we're, we're yeah, we're 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 almost done. Um, any 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 other thoughts? Closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to share with our listeners uh, in case you know any of them were suffering um, as as they're listening to this? Just give them yeah. a bit of advice. What would you say? I would say get rid of all the distractions go with and ask yourself what exactly is not working in your life and how you want to fix it. That's the first step. And then if you think you need help, reach for help, but find the right person to help you and not somebody who just wants to milk you. Because there's, there's a lot of people in, 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 in this industry now as well who is just there for money. And this is not really going to work on the radio, uh, radio on the podcast, but he's got a... He's got a um, a top on saying free hug. So <laughs> so we're going to give him a hug now. Well, live, maybe he'll send us a little clip from the video. We'll post that on our social yeah, media. Yeah, we will do. But let's give, let's give him a hug. This. But you're going to hear the, the sound of hugging here. Okay, okay. So Tommy, you first. Well, I'm going in first. All right, okay. That was that's a that's a lovely hug. Okay, that right. I'm going to take mine. He's, okay. he's good at hugging. We'll swap round. That's okay. a bro hug. He, he's good at hugging. I felt the love. Look at that embrace. Thank you. Big hugs. That's amazing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Pleasure's all mine. Right. Well, that's it. That's Man Up. And uh, we'll uh, check you next time. Thanks for coming. Thanks bye -bye. for listening. Bye-bye.